The following story has been brought to you by storiestoinspire.org. A number of years ago, it's probably 25 years ago already. It was when I was pretty early on in my career of working with at-risk youth. And a friend of mine called me up, Tzadik, a Malach of Yir, his name is Rukhain Glantz, lives in Brooklyn. Mama Shatzadik of a guy. And he calls me up and he says that there's a boy that he thinks is ready, I should learn with him. So what do you mean? He says, he's an off the derrick boy. But I think if you learned with him, I think it would make a difference. I think something he could do. Okay? Always eager to help. So I made up to meet the boy in a base medrash in Flappish. And I'm looking for the boy. And I can't find a boy who would want to learn with me. What I do see is a boy who's wearing cargo pants. You know what cargo pants are? There's a very baggy pants with pockets all over, which a certain minority, not Jews, would wear in those days. He was wearing a shirt that had like a geferlich, a geferlich, a picture on it, you know, of some death band. <laughs> you know, my was like death, you know, skulls. It was horrible. It was horrible to look at, right? Right? And he wore a whole bunch of gold chains, like another minority wears. <laughs> at least maybe today they don't wear it either. I think that Baruch Hashem, you know, things have changed a little bit. But those days they wore it. And he's wearing a baseball cap at four o'clock. You know, the, the, the dashik, the, the, like at four o'clock. And he's walking like this, you know, he's like sauntering around. He says, yo, you Rabbi Milstein? <laughs> I said, yeah. He says, uh, the rabbi says I should talk to you. I said, okay. So I, I size him up for a minute and I have no idea what I'm going to do with this bacha. Like, I don't know what, what the rabbi sees in him that he, wants, he should learn with me. And it happened to be at that time that my chavrusa, my longtime chavrusa, he'd been my chavrusa since my kailal days in Flatbush. He was going to Israel for a longer period of time. So I turned to the boy, I don't know what got into me, and I said, yeah, I'm looking for you. I'm looking for a really smart guy. He said, why? I said, my chavrusa that I usually learn with, he's a brilliant guy. He's like, like one thesis short of PhD, which was true. And, and a big lamb and a big tamachachem. And uh, he's going away. I need somebody to learn with during that slot. He says, what time is the slot? I said, nine o'clock in the morning. He said, yo, Rabbi, <laughs> it's been nice talking to you. <laughs> nine o'clock. I'm not even going to sleep yet sometimes at nine o'clock. I said, okay, listen, have your way. But I want you to know that if you're ready to get up, make the effort, I'd be willing to learn with you for at least half hour to 45 minutes every single morning. If you're interested, let me know. Okay, okay. Later that day, he calls me up. He says, you know what? Let's try it out. Let's try it out. I said, okay. okay. He comes to my house. And I like to learn with Lelix. I like to learn Sefer Achinuch. The Lashon Kurdish is very simple. It's Tami Mitzvah. It gives you right away like a charge because you hear what the Mitzvah is about right away. Because a lot of kids say, what do I got to do? it? Well, I got to do it, you know? And so we started that Dhamma. And I saw that this boy was 16 years old who had been in good yeshivas. I don't want to say the yeshivas. I don't want to give away who the boy is. To make a long story short, he couldn't read. He couldn't read. Sefer Chid is very easy to do. So what I would do is, we would do one mitzvah a day. We start with Dakdam, actually. And I explained to him the words, how they worked. The Shurashim, the prefixes, the suffixes, how it worked. And he had a Chazarov. When he came the next day, he had to repeat what we did yesterday. That was the thing. That was the thing. Okay. He comes the first day. His eyes are closing. He talked, I went to sleep at, you know, six o'clock in the morning. Eyes closed, struggling really hard. But Lamaisa, we got through, got through it. And I saw, he gave him a little bit of a kitzel. Next day, he comes back again. He's on time. On time. Again, he's very, very tired. Next day comes back again, a little less tired. Next day comes back again. And this time he's not wearing an ugly shirt. I didn't tell him to change. He's wearing like a button-down shirt, a nice shirt with buttons on it. I didn't say, well, we're still wearing the cargo pants, still wearing the chains. After about two weeks, progressed enough that he wanted to say, before I said, he wanted to make the lane in. And it was hard. It was very, very hard. I had to correct him, but it was great. It was great. A month later, comes a nice yarmulke. A month later, 
comes in nice pants. I started learning with him right after Sukkot. This time, yeah, right after Sukkot. By Hanukkah, he was ready to go to yeshiva. It's a true story. I called up Rabbi Kaufman at that time, Waterbury, Connecticut, yeshiva Waterbury. I said, Rabbi I got somebody for you. He said, I don't know, nah, nah, whatever happened to none of you. You got to take this one in. This is what you got to take in. You know, we talked about other kids. Got to take this boy in. I think he's a real. To make a long story short, by Hanukkah, he went into yeshiva with a proviso that they told him, it's probably, he's probably not going to stay. It's probably not going to work out. You know, and when I send him home, you can't have Titus to me, Rabbi Goldstein. I said, okay, whatever it is, try him out, try him out. I get a call from him, Rosh Chodesh Nisan. He says, Rabbi Milstein, I want you to, all the boys went home for Rosh Chodesh Nisan. He's the last man standing in the base medrash. He's married today. He's not, st- he's a mamash achosh of a yid. He's a big maika rabbanan. He's a maika taira. He learns. He has, you want to hear better? He just started saying the shul that he davens in does not have a rav. He started saying shir on the shul. Just told me this a few, few months ago, right? What did it start? The guy made his living, and I kid you not, from dealing guns to, to rival gangs. This is how he made his living. Not a good way to get life insurance policy. because No one's going to write your insurance in that building. That's what he did. He had a collection of guns. He had money in his mattress. They'd safe, right? He was so not in the world. He was so not among the living. And all we did was, we gave him to taste a little Tyra with a dropper. A little bit, a little dropper. And then the guy's the last man standing. We spent it four months later, five months later. Because we are Yisrael Hashem. You know, if someone has a malady, some kind of thing is not feeling, it goes to the doctor. And if the doctor can't figure out what it is, that malady can go on for a long, long time. But once you chop what it is, you see what the, what the problem is. You can give a trophy, you give a supplement, a vitamin sometimes. And immediately the guy responds, and Mamish, right? I've seen this. I've seen this. seen it myself, right? So nice, right? Torah is the lifeline of Ayid. Ayid on Torah, he could become great, but in a twisted way, and I'll take the whole world with him. If you take someone like that and you start to give him, feed him a little Torah with a little drop, a little tiny, tiny, drop by drop by drop, the turnaround is absolutely incredible. Enjoyed this story? Come again. Bring a friend. Stories to inspire.org.